It's time for your local weekly analysis, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, with your host, Stu Jenkins. The Union Forever, hurrah, boys, hurrah. Down with the traitor, up with the star, while we rally around the flag, boys, rally once again, shouting the battle cry of Welcome to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only on KNews FM 98.5. I'm your host, Stu Jenkins. As a lawyer, I help folks protect their families and real estate in their estate plans. I also represent farming, industrial, and commercial landowners. Since 1978, I have tried several thousand Slow County court cases, and it has been my privilege to strike down unconstitutional city ordinances and to represent both Republican candidates and the Democratic Party. And I have served repeatedly as Superior Court Special Master. I started this show, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, so that we could bring on office holders, lawyers, and activists to appear to inform you about government actions shaping your lives. That focus brings folks with different viewpoints without being attacked, to tell you about how they think the laws can be improved or policies can be improved, even if I or station management disagree with the guests' ideas. I am pleased in my first hour today to talk with Jeff English, Executive Director for the Central Coast Blue Regional Water Recycling Authority, one of the longest names of any government agency I've ever heard. <laughs> I, think, I think it is the longest in the county, it correct. M- it might be. In our second hour, you get to meet Dalila Epperson, who's going to talk about her campaign to become the next 30th District Assemblywoman. And we also have Ray Dienzo, Executive Director of the Napomo Community Services District, about money. That district is returning to Napomo's residence. But We've got Jeff English right here in the studio, so why don't we hear from him? Welcome to the show, Jeff. Uh, Thank you. I I appreciate the invitation. I look forward to speaking with you and to your listeners. I I am Jeff English. I am the general manager for Uh the Central Coast Blue Regional Recycled Water Authority. Uh, I've been with the authority now for about a year, uh-huh. uh, and uh, I manage uh, a joint powers authority that was created between the cities of Arroyo Grande, Pismo Beach, and uh, Grover Beach. So you're not the executive director, you're the general manager. General manager, okay. correct. Okay, well, wonderful. Your background is actually fairly local. I, I think you went to Cal Poly, didn't you? I did not go to Cal you Poly. Did However, I Where have a long uh, career in the county mm-hmm. in municipal government. Uh, I relocated to the area in 1990. I live in Templeton. Uh-huh. Uh, I was an employee of the city of Atascadero for about 23 years okay, uh, and spent uh, most of that time in public works uh, at uh, the city of, Aro- of Atascadero. Uh, I then uh, took the position of public works director in the city of Arroyo Grande in 2012. I worked there in that capacity until 2017 and then took an early retirement because of family medical issues. Uh, I then (coughs) worked uh, for a local engineering firm. 
uh, and uh, did consultant work for uh, many of the local public agencies. Kept my toes in the water. Uh, and uh, then was offered a position. I went through a recruitment process with the uh, Joint Powers Authority uh, and uh, took that position in February of 2023. Okay. So, so I, actually I this year. Correct. Okay. Yeah, we're and still they, in 2023 for a couple more days anyway. Well, that's right. <laughs> Just a few more days. Now, you were in Arroyo Grande, Grande, correct. When Arroyo Grande and uh, much of the South County was experiencing drought. So did that affect uh, how you viewed this project? It it did. In fact, uh, I had the good fortune to be involved really in some of the early discussions about this project. In 2012, 2013, that 2014, there was an extensive drought in the southwest. It didn't just affect our area. It was a pretty significant drought that had an impact um, statewide and and across the southwest region. Uh, Lake Lopez was uh, at one of the lowest stages. It was at the lowest stage it had been to that point. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, some mandatory water restrictions were imposed. Put in place at that time, uh, we had to impose uh, what was called the, the low reservoir response plan for Lake Lopez, and frankly, we were concerned that um, the lake was. Uh, we, what were we going to do if the lake uh, went dry or went below our ability to pump water from the lake? So we sat around a round table and and discussed a variety of options for uh, how we could. Um, uh, really uh, deal with uh, extended droughts. And uh, who, who all was involved in that discussion? Well, it would have been the South County cities. Basically, the yeah. folks who were in the northern cities management area of the Santa Maria Groundwater Basin. The, there were a couple studies that came out of that uh, drought experience. Uh, and uh, one of the studies was uh, put together by the city of Royal Grande and the South County Sanitation District, which included mm-hmm. Oceano CSD, which was a partner at the time, and the city of Grover Beach. And, uh, and that study went forward uh, and uh, looked at a variety of options, desalinization, conservation, other water sources, bring importing in water sources, and and it uh, uh, led to what has become Central Coast Blue today. There was another another study that was conducted by the city of Pismo Beach independently, and uh, it essentially came up with uh, some of the same recommendations at the time. So mm-hmm. yes, back in two thousand and twelve. We, uh, that perspective for me gave me um, uh, really uh, reason, uh, uh, strong reasons to, yes, jump in now and really be part of what I think is a uh, generational benefit project uh, that will help solve some of the water insecurity issues in the South County for those cities that are participating. Well, now, Jeff, um, you. At the time, y'all looked at alternatives. Correct. Uh, one was desalinization. And, and what strikes me about the recycling process um, is that it's sort of the same thing, isn't it? It's just using uh, sewage water. Uh, so there is a process for desalinization that yeah. will um, essentially take um, seawater and, and mm-hmm. remove uh, the 
high salinity of, of seawater and other imperfections in the water. So there is a similar process. Okay. Uh, Central Coast Blue is, at its core, a uh, regional drought-resilient water supply project uh-huh. uh, that will use uh, a, um, an advanced water purification process to treat wastewater that is currently being produced uh, and meets state standards to be discharged into the ocean. Okay. So th- we will intercept so that it's water. Not, it's not purified to the extent that it could be reused as drinking water. Is that is Correct. that what I'm hearing? Correct. Yeah, that water source is uh, treated at a mm-hmm. wastewater treatment facility in the city of Pismo Beach. It meets secondary standards, which then allow the city to discharge that to the ocean. It's a significant, stable water supply source, and uh, it's currently wasted out into the ocean. Okay. So uh, many... How how many... uh, uh, You may have heard uh, Peter Keith here a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about the history of Grover Beach. Um, Very interesting fellow, was the former mayor. One of the things he mentioned was that the Phillips Petroleum uh, Refinery had been discharging a thousand gallons of water a day out into the ocean, which I I was surprised at. Um, uh, when we're talking about the volume that is being discharged into the ocean now from Pismo uh, Beach or from the recycling uh, system here. Is it the same as it was? Is it more? What what kind of volume are we talking about? I'm not familiar with the amount of volume that's discharged from the Phillips yeah. facility. And, and yeah. I am, am aware of Peter Keith. I haven't met him. I look forward uh-huh. to meeting him someday. And sure. I've, I've heard uh, uh, wonderful things about him. I, I the, the amount of water that is currently being discharged from the city of Pismo Beach wastewater treatment facility mm-hmm. uh, is approximately a thousand acre foot 1200 acre foot per year per year per year uh, there's uh, also another water supply source that has been identified as a, a potential option in the future uh, that from the south county sanitation district and there's about 2400 acre foot of water that's treated to that secondary standard and sent out into the ocean uh, as well the first phase of of central coast blue proposes to um take the water that is currently discharged from the city of Pismo Beach uh-huh. and goes in a pipeline, uh, a discharge pipeline through the city of Grover Beach along Highway 1. Uh, it will be intercepted. It's uh, at a facility that's proposed for uh, the industrial area of Grover Beach where an advanced water purification facility will be constructed. So, uh, so this is going to be a second water purification facility uh, besides what's happening in Pismo Beach? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be a new facility, Uh uh, and uh, that water will be um, purified through a process using uh, um, microfiltration, uh, reverse osmosis, and ultraviolet rays. It meets the state's standards for indirect potable reuse. And indirect potable reuse means that we will use that water uh, as an injection into the ground. It won't Mm -hmm. go directly into the drinking water system. 
There are just recent um, regulations that now allow for direct potable reuse, which would be to take treated sewage water and then purify it, which uh, when I say purify, it is purified water. In fact, the water is such good quality that they have to put uh, chemicals into the water in order to put back into the drinking water system. I was going to ask you about that because uh, I I just, it was like a week or two ago, maybe three weeks ago that the uh, state water uh, quality uh, board went ahead and approved those new regulations to allow that use. Correct. Uh, It's direct potable reuse, and it's brand new. You may may have seen some news about it recently. I I saw it on USA Today. I've Mm -hmm. seen it in the New York Times. I've seen articles in the LA Times. It's uh, made national news, uh, and uh, we're not the first state to do that, Right. uh, but uh, it, it is a significant water source. California is an arid region. Oh, gosh, Essentially, yes. we live in a desert, mm-hmm. uh, and we import uh, water uh, from the Colorado River. We import water from collectively, not necessarily the cities that uh, are represented, uh, but we import water from uh, the Owens Valley. Uh, we import water from uh, the, the state water system that uh, includes water. So we import water into a desert region. Yeah. Uh, and those, those are finite water sources. And, and so uh, we need to look at and we continue to have growth. Uh, there has been instability in those water supplies, including instability in our groundwater. And that's really uh, one of the things that um, was most concerning to the water managers in the South County. When I say the water managers, those folks who manage our water systems and are responsible to make sure that there's adequate water supplies really become uncomfortable with uh, our uh, water stability, our water supply stability, Mm -hmm. reliability. And I I have a graph. I I, uh, give a presentation to community groups, and I'd be happy to uh, meet with any community group at any time uh, about the project. And the supply charts that we've been tracking for... This is is radio, so we're going to show you the supply (laughs) charts, folks. Yeah, Um, I can can just describe, uh, you know, years ago... Uh, in, when it was first constructed, Lake Lopez was a relatively stable water supply for its first mm-hmm. decade. Uh, it spilled a number of times in the first decade. Uh, and uh, However, since that time, starting in the 90s, uh, it became uh, less stable as a supply. And, and in fact, and it's when you, not When spilling. you say less stable, you mean that the rain wasn't enough to fill it up so that it would Correct. overflow. Correct. So yeah. the amount of water that was released and used by the South County community uh, was greater than the natural water supply replenishing the reservoir. Mm-hmm. And so the trend has been, and the graph is very clear, uh, the trend continues to go down. In fact, uh, the drought we talked about in 2012 repeated itself a sig- in a significant way in 2020 and 2021. Uh, it, it really wasn't uh, until we had the significant rainfall event of 2023 uh, that it uh, the water su- what supply in uh, Lopez filled up, uh, and so uh, that that is um, not necessarily an anomaly. But uh, it, oh, if you measure the long term trend, the long term trend is that Lopez is just not as stable 
to meet the demands of water supply in the South County as it was when it was first constructed due to uh, a combination of, of climatic reasons, uh, uh, due to amount of water that's extracted from the reservoir. And so we looked at a need for a supplemental project. Uh, and this is a significant project. We, we um, are looking at a project that will provide a drought resilient supply uh, and it will be, have generational benefit. Well, now um, you had the figures that you talked about before. Um, how much water per year, and I guess everybody uses acre feet, um, uh, maybe we better back up a little bit, Jeff. Uh, an acre foot of water will provide enough water for how many households? Per Two year? and a half to three uh, houses per year. Uh, it depends on the okay. rate of water consumption in the communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, larger homes with with uh, larger. Uh, uh, outdoor vegetation, landscaping, use more water than does uh, a smaller home in a residential neighborhood in, in a city. So and approximately three houses per year. Okay. Or one acre foot of water. Maybe, what, maybe three apartments per year. Sure. Okay. One acre foot, uh, for your listeners who are not familiar, is, is uh, one foot of water spread over an acre mm-hmm. uh, uh, of land, a square acre. So that's for reference. And so, um, how much, uh, how many acre feet were being supplied by Lopez Lake? I don't have that okay. statistic in front of me. Okay. How much uh, w- is okay. used per year uh, by Lopez? Um, I know that uh, there are uh, three water supplies used by uh, the entities involved. Sure. Uh, one is Lake Lopez, and we, we right. focus on that. But I also need to, to point out that the, uh. it wasn't just looking at Lake Lopez and its uh, water supply. Well, there, it's also looking at gra- groundwater. And yeah. so groundwater mm-hmm. is also a – it's about – Depending on the public agency, because every every one of those three entities uses their dif- their supplies differently. Okay. Uh, you know, between thirty and fifty percent of their water supply comes from the groundwater. Santa Maria groundwater uh, basin. Uh, it's a large basin, stretches all the way back to the city of Santa Maria, uh, and extends all the way up to Pismo Beach. Uh, is an adjudicated basin. It has been in overdraft for quite some time, yes. uh, for decades, uh, and there was court action, uh, and uh, judges intervened and essentially have determined how much water can be uh, extracted from uh, that basin by entity. And so uh, the cities already have a, a, a cap on the amount of water that they can re- extract from that basin. And... Uh, uh, in addition, uh, that uh, overpumping re- essentially is still happening today. We are not um, in- injecting enough water each year to supplement the amount of water that's being extracted. And when even you say with in- that injecting, you're talking about rainwater just Through, yeah, percolating perc- percolation. down. Yeah. So not, not injecting uh, mechanically, just the yeah. amount of water that's being uh, uh, percolated into the basin through natural sources, so r- rivers, uh, rainwater, uh, other methods. Okay. 
Now, when when uh, looking at some of the reports that that were put together to um, talk about the benefits, mm-hmm. um, my understanding is that this project would produce 750 to 850 acre feet of water to be injected back into the ground per year. Is that is that accurate, or did I misread that? That's correct. Okay. So there'll be a, well, approximately 900 acre foot if, if, using the 1,200 acre foot. And that, that's going to be dependent on how much water is available from, uh, these are approximations. So okay. we have to, we, we, until it actually gets online, we, we have to use educated engineer uh, estimates uh, that are uh, based on um, study of the facilities. Mm-hmm. We anticipate that we can extract uh, approximately a 900 acre foot of water that will be injected into the ground each year. Uh, and that water will be able available for us to extract. So it'll be injected through injection wells uh, located along the coast. Uh, and that will create essentially a, a, a curtain of fresh water, a freshwater barrier uh, that will uh, essentially allow us to pump actually an increased amount of water based on some groundwater modeling that we did from upstream of that water in the basin. One of the things I, I, I didn't mention, was, mm-hmm. was going to mention about uh, the groundwater basin is that there has been concern about seawater intrusion into the basin. There was an incident in 20, uh, 2009 mm-hmm. at which uh, seawater detection was uh, determined. Uh, there were actually a couple wells where it was Th- This determined. was where uh, some of the wells uh, where water is being drawn out, uh, they, they detected seawater in the water being drawn out. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. There, there was a sentinel well. It's a, it's a test well where uh-huh. uh, okay. it's essentially a, a, a place at which they uh, will extract water and test it on a routine basis to determine its constituents. Okay. And that's where that seawater intrusion was detected. So th- all of the agencies in that area, uh, Oceano, Grover Beach, Pismo Beach, and Royal Grande, voluntarily reduced their water consumption to, to prevent the prevent seawater, the seawater yeah. intrusion. And so well, folks, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. We're coming up on a hard break. We're talking with the general manager of the Central Coast Blue Recycling Authority. And so stay tuned after this news. We're going to have more discussion with Jeff English.